Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhardt to be there quick, get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhardt to treat you with respect, to help you save with a fair price, do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhardt always says, trust is the foundation of our business. Just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. 106.1 FM Nash icon on your radio dial. Of course, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, great way to take the show with you anywhere. Free download for your smartphone or tablet. And of course, NashFM1061.com, uh, EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. Bringing you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Thanks so much for being there. Remember, our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home base, but on your favorite podcasting platform. So 
if you can't catch the entire program, if, again, you are looking to go back and listen to previous programs, uh, check us out on the Anchor app on your favorite app. Just uh, search Inside New Orleans Show uh, with Eric Asher. Our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. And uh, on today's program, uh, we're going to be joined by John Hendricks of Sports Illustrated and so much more. He'll let us know about all the publications he's involved in now. He's going to join us at 435, fresh off Saints' first day of minicamp. Les East, again, also off first day of minicamp of CrestedSports.com. And also um, uh, Saturday Down South will join us. Hendricks at uh, 435, Les East at uh, 535. So uh, we'll get an update from both those guys on what they saw today uh, out at minicamp. Uh, so, again, stay tuned for that. Uh, Jordy Collada joins me on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. Looking forward to having Jordy back on the program. Makes the, the trip down for us from Baton Rouge. Uh, again, he just expanded his program to WAFB's website. Uh, again, his program is growing on the digital platforms, the Jordy Collada Show. Make sure you check that out each and every weekday morning, 7 to 9, on YouTube. Um, he will be joining us this Thursday at 1 p.m. on WLAE-TV with our live broadcast. We'll also be live streaming on the WLAE-TV YouTube page. And then um, 6 p.m. is our first rebroadcast on LAE, 10 p.m. on the Deuce. That's WLAE-TV 2. That's on Thursday night. On Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 p.m. on WLAE-TV, Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on the Deuce, Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Again, Jordy Collado, the Jordy Collado Show, is our guest. All right, a lot to talk about today. I want to get into quite a few uh, of subjects. Obviously, we'll talk a little bit about um, camp, uh, what we're seeing in minicamp uh, before the Saints again break this week, and then, of course, have a few weeks off before they uh, report to camp late July. Um, and, and, of course, uh, look, I've talked about um, why I think the off-season workouts, OTAs and minicamp, are so vital to the success of a team during the season. And we'll get into that in a few minutes. Um, we'll also talk a little bit about uh, what happened with the mayor this afternoon who met with the media after refusing to be able to take questions yesterday at a Nord Pool event on crime, what's happening with the court system, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, she was cutting another ribbon today, this one in Broadmoor, and uh, we'll talk a bit about that, uh, what was said uh, on, on, again, her almost 30-minute filibuster. Also, the governor has come out and said that um, he is not going to um, send out the National Guard to New Orleans to be able to, again, fight crime. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that and talk a bit about it. Look, we, we know it has to be an emergency, Right. And, and the National Guard has to be invited in by the mayor. Uh, again, I researched this last night. I couldn't find where the city council has the power to override the mayor to vote to have the National Guard come in. I think that has to come from the executive branch only. And the mayor did touch on that this afternoon in her press conference uh, out on, on Louisiana Avenue in Broadmoor. Uh, so we'll talk about what the governor had to say. Just my thoughts on, again, why the governor's off off base on this. And not so much about the National Guard because, look, I think we all know that, first of all, the optics for the National Guard being in New Orleans, again, especially when we are so dependent on tourism, in, in the and, again, the hardest time to be able to um, lure tourists back to New Orleans, which is, again, the hot summer months, is, is just the optics are just not good. But then there's the other part of it, and it's true. Look, the you know, the National Guard is, you know, they're not policemen. Okay, they, they are, you know, they're soldiers, and they come in at, at a time of crisis. Um, 
and there has to be a state of emergency called for that to be able to happen. Uh, but again, I think that, the, that both the governor and the mayor is missing the point here, and that's again the lack of uh, post-certified police officers on the street. And, and how do you close that gap now with, with again, less than 900 on the streets? And look, that becomes before leave, before, before vacation, uh, but before, um, you know, I mean, you can name, you know, a lot of different things that happen again, uh, just like you and I in a work day on, again, why we can't make it to work. You're talking about, again, less than 900 um, in, in seven districts, three platoons. Of course, now they're going to be going to 12 hours uh, for the summertime, but which I think it will be now two platoons instead of three. But still very, very difficult to, to have, again, the number of officers on the street that's going to be able to fight crime. We'll talk a bit about that as, as we go forward on, on today's program as well. And then also an article from Pro Football Focus that, um, that, that really clears up um, the situation with the Miami Dolphins, Sean Payton, and, and, and also Tom Brady. And we've heard the, the rumor and we've, heard, we've read the stories, but Pro Football Talk, again, came out uh, within the last two days with, a, with another um, article about it. And we got took a lot of flack uh, on social media um, about, again, my thoughts about Payton abandoning the, the franchise, um, looking for greener pastures. Dressing it up in the beginning as maybe a a, um, um, a retirement, but again, he quickly shot that down. And he shot it down because he knew this was going to come out eventually. Okay, It wasn't about Sean Payton wanting, wanting to leave coaching. It was about Sean Payton wanting to leave the Saints and not wanting to coach the Saints anymore. And again, if you can't figure that out as a Saints fan yet, you ain't paying attention. This article, again, enlightens you a little bit more. And again, what was going on behind the scenes, which I got to understand. The way I understand the tampering rule in the NFL is, you know, if there, there's any contact with Sean Payton or, again, if there's a, a maneuver that's going on behind the scenes, even, again, through his agent, that's tampering, okay, with the Miami Dolphins. And why that didn't happen, unless, again, the Saints were in cahoots with this all along and were working with the process. Of course, no one's asked Mickey Loomis that question. You know, and he'd be the one to answer it. So, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that on today's program as we go forward. But uh, it's an interesting story. Uh, that is in uh, Pro Football Talk right now about, again, the type of money that was being uh, that was being thrown around for Peyton and, again, exactly, again, how they were going to, about, going, going to, going to go about, again, making sure that Peyton and, and, and Tom Brady uh, would be part of the Miami Dolphins. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that before we get finished here today uh, at 6. All right, um, some really good news. First of all, let me, let me just say this. Um, um, the Warriors take a 3-2 three, three to two lead last night over the Celtics. Um, and, um, you know, this has been a back-and-forth series. Uh, game six is in Boston on Thursday night. Uh, my, my expectation is Boston will rebound, and there will be a game seven uh, in Golden State, uh, in San Francisco, rather, uh, this weekend. So, you know, uh, we will talk a little bit about that as we go forward on the program. But, again, the Warriors take a 3-2 lead after last night's win. Uh, Dennis Allen announced something today I, thought, I found was interesting. Because we've been talking on the program every day, right, okay. pretty much, with, with, again, all those that have been covering the Saints. Because, again, I, I think it's worthy. It's a worthy talking point. Um, he announced today that, again, there was 100% attendance for OTAs this year. Uh, the players that were not available on the practice field were at the facility rehabbing injuries. Okay, so, again, 100% uh, attendance, that, that's fantastic. That's what we were looking for, right? Again, also 100% attendance at minicamp. Of course, that is mandatory. 
Uh, there are no holdouts. Again, we're hearing De- uh, Deontay Hardy is looking for an expanded deal other than what he's getting in terms of his tender as an, as an undrafted free agent. Saints say, are, are said to be working on a deal for him. Don't get greedy, Deontay, okay? <laughs> Don't get greedy. Uh, look, you're, you're a, uh, he, he's a nice player. He's got, uh, obviously, uh, he's an explosive player, but he's smallish, and he can't be overused. So we'll see again if they can come to an agreement because, look, he is an incredible special teams player, and, and if utilized correctly within the offense, he could be a star, no doubt about that. But, again, it's the longevity. How, can, can he stay healthy for a season uh, with, again, his, his, his uh, being so diminutive? Uh, and, and we'll see how that plays out. Okay, but again, they're working on a contract supposedly, but he was there. Look, we're seeing other t- other teams where uh, there's not that type of relationship between the players and the front office where there's that type of trust, and and players sit out and and decide not to come to camp. Look, we've seen it with Michael Thomas here in New Orleans, right? We've seen it with other players that, that again that are trying to push the uh, uh, the team into. Um, uh, giving them a new deal. Look, here's the difference, okay, when you talk about Deontay Hardy. He doesn't have the leverage that maybe a Michael Thomas had. So we'll see how that how that plays out. Uh, Michael Thomas did not participate. Uh, Turner did not participate. Davenport did not participate because of injuries in, in, in minicamp today. We'll talk to uh, uh, both Les East and John Hendricks about that when they come on. But, look, to me, 100% attendance is the key. And I've said this all along. It sends a signal that, again, Nothing has changed in, in a post-Payton and Breeze era, okay? Off-season participation, as I've been talking about for a long time, is the key to a successful uh, season coming forward. Uh, You've got to be a little lucky because, again, let's face it, injuries are also a little bit about luck, right? But there's accountability inside that locker room, teammate to teammate, getting your body ready for the season. And, and, and no more important than this season where, again, we know the NFL screwed the Saints once again. Saints go, go to, um, go to uh, London in, in week four. Uh, the Saints did not want the early bye week in week five. In, instead of maybe you know, splitting the difference, maybe saying like week 10, you know, week nine. No, the NFL puts them in the last possible week uh, that you can have a bye week, week 13. So we're, I'm sorry, week 14. So 13 straight games that the Saints have to play uh, coming out this regular season without a, without a break. And that includes, again, making the trip to London and back. So, again, they did them no favors. So I thought, it was, again, it's no more important than, again, when you have a 13-game schedule before the bye week in week 14. It, it shows leadership, okay? It shows the leadership in that locker room is still strong. It shows that a team that believes it's still a contender and that, that championships to me, and I'm sure to these guys as well, that they're one in the offseason in terms of, again, mental and physical preparation. There's no doubt about it, okay? There's a, look, every NFL team has really good players. Some have more than others. There's, there's a fine line in the NFL between winning and losing. And, and preparation, is, again, is a big part of that. Look, I hear it all the time. Look, when the Saints work garbage, we heard this all the time. Man, we work hard. We're working hard, man. We're working hard every day. We're lifting weights. We're, we're out on a practice field working hard. Well, again, there's a fine line there. Uh, yes, you can work hard. Yes, you get your body, but you also got to have quality talent. This team has quality talent. The problem is, again, they've been often injured over the last couple of years. Okay, this team again needed the, the off-season workouts since they haven't had them in two seasons. Okay, and I think it's led to them being an injury-prone team. 
hopefully, again, OTAs are the panacea that's going to solve the injury epidemic we've seen over the last couple seasons, especially last year. What is it, 58 starting, starting lineups? Four different quarterbacks? I mean, and they still managed to win nine games and almost got to the playoffs? I mean, come on. So, the, the, to me, this, this is huge. It really is huge on, on the part of the, on, for, for the Saints that, uh, again, they have 100% participation. The buy-in to Dennis Allen, the buy-in to, again, the continuity and everything you need. Now, you need a little luck. You need a little luck. Every team needs a little bit of luck. Okay? Um, Saints tryout players. We know that David Johnson came in yesterday, running back formerly of the Houston Texans. Got a, still got a little tread in the tire. Okay? Maybe not what I would be looking for in terms of a running back. You know, I was looking for, you know, a guy that, look, at first I wanted a Leonard Fournette. You know what I wanted. Okay? I wanted Fournette to come back. Uh, again, I just thought that he would be he would be a dynamic duo with with uh, Kamara in that backfield. Both guys, again, he's he's a he's a big time inside runner with great speed. We know that with with uh, Fournette, he has the ability to catch the ball and the ability to block. Uh, and I thought they'd make a they'd make a nice duo. David Tom uh, D- David Johnson has a lot of those same attributes. He can catch the ball at the backfield. He's a pretty good blocker uh, as a running back, and of course he's a, he's a, he's a pretty nice inside runner. The question is, again, how much does he have left on the tread? That's all. How much tread is left on that tire when it comes to him? Sidney Calamenti was back today. Uh, again, the guard that was here in New Orleans, was, he was the, I believe it was undrafted free agent when he came to New Orleans, um, was a guy that, that, that for a long time, uh, once, once, he, um, uh, once he made, and I, I may be wrong with that, he may have been a, a free agent that was signed, but I, I believe he was an undrafted free agent. I have to go back and check that in the break. But uh, Calamenti, Turned himself into a pretty darn good player. Got a pretty darn good contract from the Houston Texans. He was a guy that played multiple positions for the Saints. He was a guy that started when necessary, especially at the guard position, but they flipped him out to tackle and also at center, if you remember. Okay? So he played pretty much every position on the line. Um, he's, the swing, he's, the, he's the ultimate swing guy that you want on your offensive line because he can play multiple positions for you. The only question I have with Kelamente is, again, much like with David Johnson, both formerly of the Houston Texans, how much tread left on the tire? Okay, can he still play at a high level in the NFL? If he can still play at a high level in the NFL, look, you definitely want to get him on your team because of his ability to play multiple positions. Uh, also, you look at right now, Throckmorton is probably the first guy off the bench. Question marks with Cesar Ruiz, okay, that have to be answered this year. You know, again, when Ramshack out last year, uh, he was exposed. And the, the question's always been drafting him out of, out of, out of uh, Michigan, a guy that was a center, moving him to guard, because McCoy was so good at, 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 at center after, again, drafting McCoy as a guard and then moving him to center. Are you keeping up with that? Because that, that's the puzzle here. You know, is Ruiz a better guard than center? Is McCoy a better center, a better, better uh, I'm sorry, is, is Ruiz a better center than guard? Is ultimately, again, McCoy a better guard than center? But maybe we'll never find out because McCoy's so good at center. Throckmorton was the first guy off the bench. Andres Pete was injured again last year. I'm one of those guys that, again, that, um, that, that one of the few out there that do, doesn't is not risk down on Andres Peters again most. I mean, you heard Larry Hold on this program yesterday, you know, having no faith in, in Andres Pete. You know, I think when Andres Pete is healthy, when you can get him out on, on a screen, uh, I think he is a mauler. I think he's a mauler when it comes to uh, running, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, run, run blocking. I think his big problem has been pass blocking. And knowing his assignment. And look, I could go you go back in your mind's eye and you could see on some of the injuries that again that Drew Brees has had to deal with in his time in New Orleans, it was a whiff in a lot of cases by Andres Pete. 
Andres Pete now will not have the luxury of having Teron Armstead on the, uh, next to him. Much like, again, we saw Ruiz exposed last year without having Ramshack. How exposed will he be with a rookie next to him, possibly, or again, James Hurst? So, you know, we'll see. I mean, is it, you know, if, if Penny's going to start next to, uh, next to uh, Andres Pete, uh, Andres Pete's got to be the guy, okay? He's got to carry the rookie a bit here. Uh, we, we have yet to see that consistency out of Andres Pete. But I still think he's a pretty good, a pretty good offensive lineman, maybe a bit old, uh, but right now, He's the guy that's got to step up. Kilimente would be an interesting addition if he's got something left in the tank uh, because he is a guy that can play multiple positions. And, and again, look in a pinch, he came in and played solid. He did. But, again, that was years ago. A lot, a lot has happened during that time. Joe Schobert came in yesterday. Um, again, imagine he was still there. Uh, uh, well, again, this is according to Catherine Terrell. Let me, let me give her credit here for the, the players that, uh, that that tried out this week. Uh, We'll see. The big question is, what does that mean now uh, for the future Quan Quan Alexander here in New Orleans? And, and quite frankly, I don't know. I really don't. I'm not. I don't understand it to be honest with you. Uh, he's not been a locker room problem, from what we understand. Him and Dennis Allen got along great. Uh, it doesn't seem like again he's trying to break the bank here this this year. He's been often injured. There's no doubt that Pete Werner's ready to take the next step. But if you're going to go after a player like Joe Schobert to be able to come in and play linebacker for you, well, then why would you go with a guy that, again, is already a proven commodity in Quan Alexander, that you know that that's a dynamic duo with him and Demario Davis? And then even if, again, Werner does beat him out, he is a quality player that if there is an injury, you can bring him in and not miss a beat. I just don't understand it at this point. And the fact that they went through minicamp now and he still not has been invited back. Uh, they brought in Joe Schobert. Still not invited back. Uh, that maybe again that they have moved on from Quan Alexander. And to me, I think it's a mistake. And I'll just say it right now on, on June the 14th. If they move away from Quan Alexander, I think it's a mistake because they have depth at every level of this defense, with the exception of linebacker, with the quality depth. Um, you, I mean, again, uh, Caden Ellis is a nice player. Yes, he plays in in, in the three linebacker sets. Uh, again, but again, how much can he be counted on? Zach Bond has been a bust, okay? B-U-S-T, bust. Uh, now, maybe he takes the next step this year, uh, but again, we're still waiting on it. They brought in Eric Wilson, another, another former Houston Texan, um, again, who's got some experience. Andrew Dow played very, very well on special teams last year, played decent in a pinch when he had to play that Miami game. Uh, but again, there's just not a lot there. Okay, uh, when, when you get past Davis and Werner. Um, so to me, of course, yes, they did. They, they drafted Demario Jackson. And, you know, maybe he's the maybe he's the next Ricky Jackson. <laughs> Probably not. But you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, it's going to be a while before we know what, what, what he's going to be. So I just don't understand, uh, again, not uh, not not having a guy like Quan Alexander on, on, on the on the roster when you know what he's brought, the intensity, the speed. And, of course, working in tandem with a guy like, like Demario Davis. Uh, that is a question that I would ask if I was at camp. Why? Why what, Why? Why have, we, we have, have you moved on? Because I think it's a legitimate question for a guy that has been very, very productive for the team despite injury. Let's face it, that's been his biggest problem. Again, injury throughout his NFL career. But the Saints knew that when, when again, they, they got, a, they got a, a hometown discount for him from him last year. Okay, so we'll see how that kind of plays out. Another place, again, is the running back position. And look, you cannot deny this, all right? 
David Johnson coming in. Uh, it goes to show they're still looking. We don't know, again, how much, how much Mark Ingram uh, has left in the tank here. Hopefully he can go a whole season and can be the physical back. Look, he started off really well with, this, with the team, but within two weeks, uh, again, he was a shell of himself. He got injured, and he wasn't the same guy. Um, Tony Jones Jr. And, and Dwayne Washington are nice special teams guys, but when the lights were on for real, they couldn't get it done. Now you're looking at a, a Zigbo, a, a guy that was an undrafted free agent that you let go. They got a cup of coffee at Jacksonville, and now he's back. Who, who's the other guy, okay? Abram Smith, a guy that played linebacker and, and running back at, at, at Baylor. Maybe he is the guy. Maybe he is the guy. But to me, I think, again, you need a veteran there. Um, you know, again, I told you I was hoping Fournette. There's a lot of talk about there's some other veterans out there uh, that they may be looking at. Uh, but especially with the unknown with Alvin Kamara in terms of his uh, suspension, I mean, you got to be ready, okay? If you feel this, and look, there's no doubt this organization feels that they are ready to challenge for a Super Bowl, okay? So if you're ready to challenge for a Super Bowl, you did what you had to do in terms of giving Jameis Winston the, the weapons that he needed on, on, at the wide receiver position. That is a wholesale change there when you talk about, again, the, the, the type of talent that is at, at that position now. The unknown is at the tight end position. Can Troutman take the next step? Can you get something out of Vanette this year? Hey, can Taysom Hill make the, uh, the, the move and be a full-time H-back type tight end for you and, and make a difference? I mean, those uh, Lewis Crow is he a guy that can come on? We we heard today, Juwan Johnson put on uh, weight. He's like 250 pounds now, and, and again, feels much more comfortable at the tight end position. Look, there's a lot of a lot of question marks when you talk about the tight end position, and but but you have some talent there. Running back, you you, you got to ask your question. Once you get past Kamara, and and, and hopefully that you can keep a uh, an an older Ingram field. What do you have? What do you have? And it's not a lot. Okay, and, and th- that's one of the few spots that, and again, maybe the backups at linebacker position, where you feel you still you feel have to fill have to still have to fill some holes on this team going forward. Offensive line could be that place as well, if ultimately you don't get quality play out of Andres Pete and Cesar Ruiz. If ultimately Throckmorton is not a guy that can fill in admirably, um, uh, or again, if you could have Trevor Penning playing the. Uh, the left tackle position at a high level, that means James Hurst can also move inside. But we'll have to see. The question, only question mark on the offensive line outside of, again, the youth of, uh, of Penning, because I think that you could go for a season with Hurst if necessary, okay, is the guard position. And can Andres Pete uh, play at a high level? Is, is, a, is Cesar Ruiz a guard? So some question marks, but I still think this is a, this is a team that is going to compete for the NFC South Championship, I think they're going to be a playoff team. And once you get into the tournament, anything can happen. A lot of that depends on, again, how Jameis Winston plays this year. He plays like he did the first seven games last year. They're, 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 going, to be all, they're going to be there when it's all said and done. He becomes a turnover machine, and, and you have to go to Andy Dalton. Well, that's a, that's a two-fold problem. First of all, if you go to Andy Dalton and he gets significant playing time, uh, you lose out on compensatory picks. Uh, again, those third-round picks that you were looking for uh, for for, uh, for uh, the, the loss of, uh, of Marcus Williams. Uh, and uh, so we'll, we'll see how that, that, that kind of plays out. But on paper, this team looks as good as any team in the NFL right now, at least in my opinion. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to hear from John Hendricks on what he saw at camp today, his thoughts. 
Uh, and then in the second hour, we'll talk a little bit more about what's happening with crime and, of course, uh, some of the things that are happening in the city. And then we'll come back to sports at 535 with uh, Les East of CrestCitySports.com and Saturday Down South. Uh, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Uh, ACPromise.com, ACPromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. I don't care where you live. Uh, if you're looking for help with your air, air conditioning system, it's not running efficiently, it's not cooling for you, uh, maybe you got some issues, go with a company that I've trusted for decades. It's Burkhardt. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business. And truly, again, uh, looking out for their customer. Only doing the work that's necessary. Uh, Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. ACPromise.com. ACPromise.com. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Ken Trahan. The Three Tailgater Show is a Saturday morning tradition on 1061 Nash Icon. Tune in every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon with my partner Ed Daniels of WGNO and WNOL to join me to talk sports with you every single week with your calls as well. The Three Tailgater Show, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. to noon on 1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples Free PC Tune-Up Event is this Saturday and Sunday. Bring your existing PC to any Staples to improve your startup and operating speeds and junk file removal. Plus, get free tune-up software good for a year. Valid in-store on existing Windows devices only. Appointments encouraged by phone or in-store. Staples. The off-ramp remains blocked due to an accident on 10 eastbound at Dalman, and your delays are going to be solid on 10 eastbound from just past Elysian Fields to the high-rise. Look out for delays that are solid if you're traveling on 10 westbound from Bonneville to just before the airport. If you're traveling on along the eastbound side of the Crescent City Connection, your delays are solid from just before Chapatulas to the Camp Street exit. Also look out for delays if you're traveling on the 610 on the eastbound side from Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge. Look out for accidents, Julia at Convention Center Boulevard and Napoleon at Dryads. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting for the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, Great Southern dishes. Check out our menu online at BienvenueHarahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors. Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have handle. 
If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Thanks so much for being there. Joining us on the program now from SI Now and so much more is John Hendricks. John, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for your time today, brother. Hey, thanks for having me, Eric, as always. Appreciate you. John, uh, before we get started, tell the folks about what you're involved in. Let them know, let them know again how they can keep up with everything you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so cover the Saints for Saints News Network on SI. So check us out there at Saints.media, the easiest thing, and then doing a lot of video work for Boot Crew Media. Um, a lot of recaps from St. Training Camp, or well, not training camp yet, but mini camp and all the other good fun stuff right now. Beautiful. And, and how can folks follow you on social media? You just go to Twitter at John J. Hendricks. It's Hendricks just like Jimmy, the way it sounds. There you go. Easy to remember. There you go. Uh, first of all, uh, you've been in, you went through, you've been in every OTA. Uh, you went mini camp today. Your impressions on what you saw. Yeah, look, uh, I think the first thing, and for, first and foremost, is, is just having the, some of the veterans back that we're missing from OTAs. I think uh, towards the end, you know, Michael Thomas wasn't out there at first, but he kind of stole the, uh, the spotlight, if you will, towards the end of practice. He came out onto the field. He was inside doing some rehab work, but then made his presence felt. So, I mean, that's a huge thing and huge development for the Saints, just seeing him around the building, around, you know, some of the guys uh, that weren't on the field practicing, you know, the guys like Taco Charlton, guys like Rashid Shaheed, they were in the locker room afterwards, and, and Dennis Allen even said it, hey, you know, look, we're at 100% attendance, but not everybody that's out here is on, on the field, but obviously 100% attendance in the building, so that's what counts the most. And really, you know, besides that, and getting Alvin Kamara back in the mix, just kind of getting the band, band back together, if you will, but, you know, most importantly, I think, is, is you know, you see some of the growth that you're seeing from Jarvis Landry. I mean, this guy is just looking – out of this world right now. And so whether you say he's rejuvenated or whatever from being back in New Orleans and kind of close to hometown, man, he's really been stealing the show and looking really impressive so far. They've had a couple of tryout players, uh, David Johnson, uh, Sineo Calamente back, both those guys formerly of the Houston Texans, Joe Schobert, uh, formerly of, uh, again, uh, uh, Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Uh, talk, talk about what you saw, if anything, out of those tryout players. Yeah, look, I'll tell you that Joe Schobert made a couple of good plays, was getting some praise from, you know, Michael Hodges, the linebacker coach. Um, you know, look, and you look at linebacker, and that's an area where, look, a proven veteran like that, 
man, he could he could really find his way onto a roster. And, and you know, the Saints are just kind of doing their due diligence, right? So I thought David Johnson moved pretty well. I think he's a veteran in this league, you know, uh, that has obviously trying to get a little bit on the tail end of his career, if you will, just trying to make sure that he can close the things on a positive note. And I mean, I think he's got a few years left in him, but, you know, obviously with the Saints, this is more a move to get look at get looked at some of these players, just try to see and, and how things are going to shape out when it comes to, you know, training camp potentially. But, you know, look, uh, didn't see too much from Kelmete, but obviously he's familiar with New Orleans. Spent a lot of years here. Was a kind of a fan favorite, very underrated, very appreciated, though. And, uh, you know, look, as far as the kicker that was in, too, he, he kind of a little bit struggled, but, you know, they already have two on the roster. But, again, nothing that I'd say earth-shattering, but, you know, look, Schobert looked good. I thought David Johnson looked good, and we'll just have to kind of see how things kind of unfold after here. It's good news to hear that again, Will Lutz has been cleared uh, to practice again. That was a huge loss for this team last year. Oh, my gosh, yeah. You, can, you just have Will Lutz in your lineup you're in the playoffs, right? I think you win easily at least one or two more games just because you have him in the lineup. But, you know, look, he's around, he's back, he's been cleared. Uh, you know, today they didn't really do too much as far as the, the kicking duties, and, and he wasn't doing anything really there. But, again, he's around, he's present. Him being cleared is, is some of the best news you can hear as a Saints fan. And, look, again, you look at this, this team and just kind of going with Jameis Winston and this power firepower they have on offense, look, it's going to matter when when you got Lutz and call on him and you get in situations. I mean, last year you look at tendencies of Sean Payton and just some of the things that happened. I mean, he went and was aggressive on some of these fourth down calls because he didn't have the stability at kicker, right? And so uh, I think it's going to go a long way for Lutz, um, but it's one of the best things you can hear next to Michael Thomas for uh, if you're a Saints fan. Peyton Turner, Marcus Davenport, from what I understand from reading um, uh, some of the uh, some of the tweets, uh, uh, out still out with injuries. Can you comment on that? Yeah, so Davenport's dealing with a shoulder issue and a finger issue. Um, doesn't sound like he's going to be back in the lineup anytime soon. Probably looking more to training camp. So you know, just for perspective, we got a couple more days of camp, and then we're not going to have anything until training camp, right? So we'll have probably about a four or five week lull of, of action. So. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say hit the panic button on anything yet. Saints are very deep at pass rushers, so that's something to just kind of pay attention to. And, look, Peyton Turner, he's always talked about it. We caught up with him at OTA, so he's not on the field, but he's one of those guys that was in the locker room uh, back then. And so he said he should be ready for training camp. There's, you know, no reason. I don't think they're going to rush him out. said if he needed to be ready earlier, he thinks he could be. But, look, I think this is a team when you get, look at all their depth, you look at everything that's that, – as to how they're assembled, and they just want to make sure they get it right with guys like Thomas and, and, and Lutz and, and some of these other guys because they're going to be counted on for this season. And so, look, I think uh, they'll be fine once training camp rolls around. But, look, Dennis Dallin didn't really shy away from it when being asked, which has completely changed <laughs> from, from his predecessor. So, um, you know, look, that's a, a welcomed update, and we'll just have to kind of pay attention to see how that unfolds. John Hendricks is with us again from Saints News at, at SI Now. Uh, also, again, Boot Crew Media. Uh, John, uh, players or plays that stuck out to you today? Yeah, again, it's go back to Jarvis Landry. Landry made some of the best plays that we've seen so far. But, you know, look, there was just kind of a drill. We are catching one from from a quarterback, Jameis, and uh, he makes a great adjustment on it. And he makes it kind of one-handed on the sideline. And then later on in kind of a, a – team drills, if you will, he is 
working against Bryce Thompson, who's been a really big bright spot for this team and is kind of moving up a little bit on that depth chart. And so he gets behind uh, Thompson. Thompson has good coverage on the play. Landry is able to make a, a – it's like a perfectly thrown ball from Andy Dalton. So it's just one of those where you just put it in the right spot. Thompson did everything he could to defend against it. Landry hauls it in and takes it into the touchdown. That was definitely the highlight of camp today or, or uh, mini camp today. And, and, look, I mean, again, you just can't say enough good things about Landry and where he's at right now. I mean, again, this is a guy who really needs to somewhat revitalize his career, you know, after a couple of down seasons. And, man, it seems like going with a one-year deal in New Orleans and being close to hometown, man, he's he's really looks like he's energized and ready to go. It's a steal, man. I mean, there's no other way to put it. I mean, the 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 the, the contract, um, his presence, his leadership, uh, his ability to be able to get open, uh, to be able to catch the ball in traffic. I mean, it's an absolute steal for the Saints. They were in shells and, and shorts today. How, how were they, how were they uh, uh, how were they uh, 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 dressed out? Yeah, look, I mean, you got some pads on shells and stuff. It's not like it's something crazy. And you know, guys like uh, C.J. Gardner Johnson, and Marcus May were around. They weren't really participating in practice. You know, some of the, the talk has been about them wanting a potential contract. Same thing with Demario Davis as far as, you know, C.J. Gardner and Johnson and Deontay Hardy. But of those, Hardy uh, was playing, practicing. Demario Davis was practicing. Um, so, again, they're really the only two that weren't was Marcus May and uh, and C.J. Gardner Johnson. But, again, it uh, seemed like everybody is moving well. And, obviously, I, I kind of joked with Tano and, and uh, passing off in the locker room afterwards and just kind of mm-hmm. talking. And it's just one of those that, hey, you know, you understand the heat and you just kind of it, it always presents a different challenge just to put it that way is that it's yep. not the same as it is every year and so again it's some of these players endure but um you know nothing insane uh, as far as it goes but everybody seems to be moving well no problems looking like the dehydration or anything like that you've been covering the team for a few years now uh the difference in the way practice was held the voices on, on the field without Peyton there yeah, look, I think um, you see Dennis Allen being more authoritative. I think that's the biggest thing. And again, you just kind of—it's his team, right? Just like it's his Jameis Winston's team, and he's become a lot more vocal or just a lot more present on on the field and just kind of telling guys where they want. And this is the Jameis Winston show. I mean, it's not like last year where you kind of have question marks and you're going to go in with a camp battle. But you know, look in particular, I think Da has been the guy. It's just kind of set the tempo and the pace and kind of joke today. He doesn't, he never liked two a days, you know, when they had those back in the day and, you know, the climate is what it is, but Dennis has been one of those guys where, you know, come in, let's get some work done and, and, you know, let's do it the right way and then not have to do it a thousand times. And, and that's kind of been what it is. They worked on a lot of situational work today. Um, you know, Pete Carmichael's asserting himself in there. That's, that's been something that I know fans have kind of really wanted to pay attention to. And, you know, just mm-hmm. something I've noticed too is, uh, Chris Richard seems to be the guy that's at this point calling most of the defensive plays out there. That can change, obviously, but you know he's been the guy that's kind of been in there. Red zone, he was there today. Yes. Not that Ryan Nielsen won't call plays, but look, uh, it, it all matters, and we'll see how it plays out in training camp. But again, Da, you can see that uh, players know what to expect from him, and I think that's the most important thing. Your expectations for the last two days of minicamp. Yeah, hopefully we get to see some uh, one-on-one drills. You know, tomorrow's going to be a, a, another fan appearance. It's going to have more fans in it, if you will. And so 
Um, you know, look, again, there's going to be more to pay attention to. I think it'll probably be a little bit more spirited atmosphere. Thursday is just the media, so that'll be also another thing just to, to pay attention to. So everything matters, and if you look at any of my write-ups, I try to pay attention to everything from special mm-hmm. teams to gunners to punt formations to, yes. you know, the things, the minutia, right? And so, um, you know, again, there's going to be a lot of battles on our hands that as we get closer to training camp. I'm excited to see how the tight end group kind of shapes up a little bit. I'm excited to see how players like Bryce Thompson keep putting things together or Kirk Merritt, you know, um, Mm -hmm. some of these unsung heroes, if you will, that are going to, you know, obviously make a little bit more noise in training camp. And so, and that's the big deal when the pads go on and and things start really picking up for, for football. No doubt about it. Really appreciate your time and your report today. Thanks so much for joining us. Once again, as you mentioned, and again, I read your articles, very, very thorough. So tell the folks where they can find your stuff, whether you're doing it for Boot, for the boot Crew Media or, again, for SI. Let us know about how they, how they can go about that and how they can follow you on social media. Absolutely. I do appreciate it for sure. But the uh, easiest way I can tell you is go to Saints.media. You'll see all my work there, observations, and then uh, shoot videos every day for Boot Crew. If you're more of a, a visual person, especially if you don't want to read in traffic or anything like that, go on there, quick five-minute video, uh, you know, definitely support us there. But, again, lots of things that come in, and everything that goes in my notebook goes on, on, on my writing. So nothing's really left out or hidden or anything like that. So be sure to check it out. Thanks, Media. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate the time. We'll check in with you soon. All right. Thanks, Eric. Appreciate it. There you go. That's uh, John Hendricks again, at John Hendricks on Twitter. All right, let's uh, take a quick break. We come back. We'll talk a bit about the uh, Pro Football Talk article on Sean Payton and, and uh, Tom Brady heading to the Miami Dolphins. That come up, comes up next on our program. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6. Don't forget about our friends over at uh, Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. If you're in the market for a new system, ask about their 25% energy reduction guarantee. Also, again, know that they are authorized to sell some of the top brands in the industry. Uh, the service before and after the sale, impeccable. Of course, the knowledge with Nate certified technicians and the decades of knowledge that they have uh, from John Burkhardt all the way down to his sons, all the way down to the technicians in some cases have been with them uh, for a decade or more. If you're looking for a company you can trust when it comes to a new system in your home or your business, don't sign that contract. You call my friends at Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com, acpromise.com. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Oppenheim. Southern Tire, family owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. Whether it is your personal vehicle or a fleet account, at Southern Tire, we treat your vehicle like our own. At Southern Tire, we have all the latest diagnostic equipment and ASE certified technicians the dealerships have without the dealership prices. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. 
Hey, all right. Welcome to the newly renovated TikTok. Come on in. Quick, close the door, Mike. You're letting the flies out. All right, don't start that again. Hey, look, we've been back operating almost two months now. Yeah, and your sign should say, sorry, we're back open. Stop. Come on. So what you think about the new paint job and the repaved parking lot? I think you could put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a... All right, enough is enough. The TikTok Cafe open 24-7 at the intersection of Causeway and I-10 in Metairie. Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Miata Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMiatInsAgency.com. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouth-watering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Thanks, everyone, for baking your way here on this toasty morning. Are you all ready to jam? Excellent. Before we get rolling, let's start by hashing out everything bagel we'll be discussing. Profit margins are okay, but they could maybe be butter. Sorry, I don't mean to waffle. Next quarter, it's all or muffin. Did you have a question, sausage patty? Um, my name's Patricia. When you can't take your mind off breakfast, it matters where you stay. Delicious breakfast available at our Hilton family of brands. Hilton, for the stay. COVID-19 moves fast, and now you can too. If you feel symptoms, even if they're mild, you should test fast. Test positive and at high risk for severe COVID-19? Then act fast with authorized oral treatments that can be taken at home and must be taken within five days from when symptoms begin. COVID-19 moves fast, and now you can too by asking your healthcare provider if an oral treatment is right for you. Learn about a treatment option at TreatCV19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. I want to thank John Hendricks for joining us on the program, giving us a little report from Camp Less East of CrestedEastSports.com and Saturday Down South. will join us at 535. We'll get his take on camp. We'll also talk about the Pels and the Tigers with him uh, coming up at 535. Talked about this, uh, tease this a little bit earlier. Pro Football Talk once again reporting uh, about the, the, the Tom Brady to the um, Dolphins minority ownership plan that was in place uh, that was supposedly a done deal, okay? Uh, if ultimately you don't get the lawsuit uh, that, 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 uh, that, that came forth that really kind of squashed this deal, uh, you know, again, the, the, the former coach saying that, again, he was um, incentivized to be able to, uh, to lose games uh, for the Dolphins so they could, uh, they could uh, you know, uh, uh, get the uh, pick to go out and get Tua. Um, as part of this deal, Sean Payton was going to leave the Saints, and he was going to get a four-year, $100 million deal to coach the Dolphins. Uh, the Dolphins supposedly were going to give the Saints a number one pick, so a first-round pick, uh, and the Bucks were supposed to, at that point, go sign a new quarterback, and when that new quarterback was signed, sealed, delivered, then Brady would again come out of retirement, and they would trade him to, to Miami. Uh, the details of what that trade would be are unknown. Um, now, Pro Football Talk goes on to speculate. They don't think this deal is dead. 
that Brady has one year left on his deal. This is the final year of his deal with the with the Bucks. We know that Peyton is going to be uh, with uh, Fox as part of the uh, uh, their their game day crew, um, and they're saying that they believe that they're going to end up in another NFL city together next season uh, because Brady Brady will be a free agent and Peyton will leave TV. Uh, they don't believe it's going to be Carolina because they don't think the Saints will allow will block well they will block Peyton going to Carolina. Uh, there's some speculation about Dallas. Uh, although again, Dallas has a quarterback, right? Without worrying about Tom, without having to bring in Tom Brady, uh, so there's some speculation out there that that this may be a package deal going forward with with uh, with, with Peyton and Brady. Uh, how true that is, we don't know. But I will say this: um, first of all, where's the tampering? For, you know, it's a first round pick, right? Big deal. Where's the tampering? And I'm wondering how Saints fans now feel about Peyton. Okay, knowing now that. You know, uh, you know, I got a lot of flack for ripping him for quitting on the Saints with the job unfinished. That was my main deal. Job unfinished, okay? Um, you walk away after, the, after getting the Hall of Fame quarterback's gone. Uh, there, there's some work to do on this team, okay? Now, a lot of that work was done in the offseason without him. But I've said since day one, Payton's not done with coaching. He's just done, done coaching the Saints, you know? So, again, how, the, how, how are the fan base going to feel about that when he's on another sideline next year? And I'm going to say this right now for Mickey Loomis. This is as critical of a deal that he's going to have to deal with uh, as, as, as he's ever had as the head of the Saints, okay? We can talk about the negotiations, you know, with, uh, you know, uh, with the, the, the Lakers and, uh, you know, with, through Dell Demps for the Anthony Davis deal, which he had to sign off on. We can talk about other deals that have happened here in New Orleans. All, you know, at the end of the day, he better be holding out for more than just a, a first-round pick for Sean Payton. Okay, they, they, they've given up draft capital in this past draft. I'm believing in anticipation that, again, Peyton is going to be chomping at the bit to get back on the field. Well, you can't give him away. You've got to look at a Gruden-type deal. And I don't want to hear that Gruden deal was, again, was last century, whatever, last decade, whatever you want to call it, care. Okay? Peyton is a commodity, and he's and a hot commodity. And he will be a hotter commodity at the end of the season in terms of teams that may want him to come in and coach their team, for better or for worse. You definitely don't want him in the NFC if you don't have, if you can help it. You definitely will not do not want him in the NFC South. But no matter what happens here going forward, you have to be compensated. You have to be compensated. Now again, whatever the reason why Peyton ended up leaving, look, there's a lot of rumors out there. Rumors that again his wife did not feel safe in the city anymore. Uh, that they were followed home one night uh, by thugs, and again, uh, you know, had to had to go around and drive around until until the, the the thugs went off. That again, she didn't feel safe even in that compound on Jefferson Avenue, that new new uh, place that they built. And maybe that's that's the overriding thing here on why Peyton left. Maybe again, it got to the point where he looked around and said. I can't win with Jameis Winston, and maybe he's looking for another. Uh, uh, maybe he's looking for another, uh, you know, a Hall of Fame type quarterback like a Brady, like a Breeze, etc. Who knows? Uh, all I know is this: it's water under the bridge now. Dennis Allen is the head coach of the New Orleans Saints, so it is Loomis's job at this point that when Peyton comes back, it's not an if; it's a when. That again, you get the majority, you get the the the, the top compensation available, okay? Or he sits. Period. The end. Now, you'd rather not sit for, again, through, through the life till, till his contract ends because you get no compensation. But I still think you have to be a shrewd negotiator here to make sure that you get every possible pick or players out of the team that, again, that, that is, is jonesing for Sean Payton, whether that be in a package deal with Tom Brady to go somewhere where, again, they can start over together or whatever it is. It makes no difference at this point. Payton is gone. 
It's now up to Loomis to get the proper compensation for, for Peyton so that, again, you can make up for, the, for, again, some of those picks that you gave up this past season uh, in an effort to be able to try to get, again, one step better uh, to a, a possible Super, Super Bowl contention. We'll see how it kind of plays out. All right, you're listening to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. In hour number two, we're going to talk a little bit about what, what's going on with the city, what's going on with the state. Governor came out yesterday and said there will be no National Guard sent to New Orleans. I got, a, I got my take on that. Uh, the, the mayor met with the media today uh, after refusing to take questions yesterday at a Nord Pool event. Uh, I, I got a, a thoughts on, again, what she's had to say. And, of course, we'll also be joined by uh, Les Cease of CrestySports.com. You listen to Inside New Orleans. I'm Eric Ash. We'll be right back. Broadcasting from the Dudley DeBosier Studios. Anytime, anywhere, smartphone, tune in radio app. We are WRKN. 1061 Nash Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24 7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I 10 and Causeway. Also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. I like this kind of party, baby. 
here's our man, Eric Asher. Inside New Orleans, Eric Asher with you until six, four to six weekdays right here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. iHeart Radio app, tune in radio app, free download for your smartphone or tablet. Take the show with you anywhere. Nash FM 1061.com, EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. And of course, our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home base on your favorite podcasting platform. So you can do a search inside New Orleans show with Eric Asher. You'll be you'll find it fairly easily. At Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram, our social media platforms. You can contact me via the website, ericasher.com, or at Eric at ericasher.com uh, via email. Uh, this week on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, Jody Collada, the Jody Collada Show, is going to join us. Uh, that's every Thursday at 1 p.m. with our live broadcast on LAE TV. Also live streaming on the WLA TV YouTube page. 6 o'clock on LAE every Thursday night. 10 o'clock on the Deuce. That's WLA TV 2. That's our first rebroadcast. And then on Friday night, 9 o'clock Pelican Sports Television. 10 o'clock on WLAE TV. 2 a.m. every Saturday morning on the Deuce. That's WLA TV 2. Every Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. And uh, as always promised, we put it up on our social media platforms. Always available at the WLATV YouTube page and also at ericasher.com. All right. Um, if you missed the first hour, you missed John Hendricks uh, talking about his uh, thoughts on minicamp today. We also talked about, again, um, uh, what Dennis Allen had uh, discussed, that there was 100% attendance during the OTAs, which is fantastic. Uh, something we've been discussing in this program a lot. The players that were not available on the practice field were there, but they were just rehabbing injuries. There also is 100% uh, attendance. And with this mandatory minicamp, no holdouts. Uh, you heard uh, John talk about uh, Deontay Hardy, Demario Davis, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. All are looking for extensions. Um, and uh, at this point, I'm, again, Mickey Loomis is probably working on those. Um, remember, uh, you look at uh, – the contract of Deontay Hardy, he is a restricted free agent. So he was tendered, uh, and, and I'm, I'm thinking he was tendered as a second-round pick. So it'll be interesting to see, again, you know, how much higher they go in terms of a of, uh, of a salary for him going forward. Um, and Demario Davis, look, he's on the other side of 30. You you, 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 you want to extend him. If, any, if, there, if for nothing else, to be able to have some cushion Going forward, when you're trying to bring in other players, Demario Davis has been one of those guys that's constantly renegotiating. And look, Gardner Johnson is deserving. Okay, he's going to be coming up uh, very soon um, on his contract. He's deserving. He, if he's not the best uh, uh, nickelback in the in the NFL, it don't take long to call a role like Bum Phillips used to say. So, you know, we'll see how that kind of plays out. But 100% attendance right now at at minicamp, uh, as mentioned. Michael Thomas was not out there early, but, again, he did show up late, ran some routes. So, uh, you know, we'll see how, th how this plays out. This is big. David Johnson came in, former running back for the uh, for the Texans. He worked out with the Saints today, as did Senio Calamente, former Saint guard, uh, again, who was who signed a big contract with the Texans a few years ago. Joe Schobert, who we had talked about uh, the last, over the last couple of days, former linebacker out of uh, for, for the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns. He was in camp today, uh, again, trying out for the Saints. Uh, we also talked in the first hour about uh, the uh, 
Pro Football Talk uh, article on Sean Payton uh, being offered uh, one four years, one hundred million dollars to be able to coach the Dolphins, uh, with uh, with Tom Brady becoming a minority owner of the Dolphins and being the quarterback that fell through after the lawsuit uh, that was that was put forth uh, uh, by uh, the the former Dolphin uh, uh, coach, and of course all all that uh, kind of disintegrated. And uh, my, my, my take was uh, just the number one pick and, and, and no tampering. Uh, Loomis has got his job cut out for him because uh, everybody's going to be looking for more than just, uh, uh, you know, having uh, the, uh, the uh, one number one pick. So we'll see how that kind of plays out. All right. Uh, wanted, to, wanted to talk a little bit about uh, what's going on in the city. You guys know I'm very passionate about my city. Uh, yes, we, we talk majority sports on this show, but we do do a, a detour every now and then to go back to, again, something I've been doing for, for over a decade now, which is, again, holding leaders accountable here in this town, uh, you know, for, again, the, their lack of vision and lack of moving this city floor, forward after the largest man-made disaster in the history of this country, a.k.a., again, the failure of the federal levy system uh, after Hurricane Katrina. Uh, the, the Metropolitan Crime Commission is now doing a weekly tally on what's happening in terms of crime here in the city. These stats are as of Sunday, June 12th. Uh, 135 murders. Uh, last year, in all of 2019, I'm sorry, in all of, uh, in, in all of 2019, pardon me, uh, th- there was um, 121 murders. There's, uh, there is uh, 135 as of right now. 141 carjackings as, as of right now. Um, and yet the, the mayor did a filibuster this afternoon uh, when it came to uh, answering questions about, about crime. Yesterday, the media went, went to, to, uh, to talk to her about crime, about what's going on with the, uh, with the court system shutting down, etc. Uh, she was at a Nord Pool event and refused to speak to the media on anything other than pool. She says, we do not go off topic when it comes to press conferences. Well, mayors have always gone off topic when it comes to press conferences, especially a mayor that's been as absentee as, as Latoya Cantrell has been. Uh, in, instead, her, her press secretary took all the tough questions. Today was another ribbon cutting for the mayor. She was in Broadmoor, okay? Even though she said yesterday she doesn't take questions off topic, she, she, she couldn't run today. She took three questions from the media. Crime, the jail, and Lakeview, Lake, Lakeview drainage mitigation uh, to the City Park Lagoons questions. She went on a filibuster uh, that you would have thought she was in Congress, okay? Uh, she talked about her time as an organizer in Broadmoor, post-Katrina, taking credit for the existing of Broadmoor. Uh, I mean, Lily, Lily, the existence of Broadmoor is because of, her, of Latoya Cantrell. Look, she did a great job a, a, as a community organizer for Broadmoor after, after the um, – uh, after, after Katrina, when there was a lot of talk, they were going to make Broadmoor uh, in, into a retention pond. I give her credit. But she's not the reason why Broadmoor exists, okay? A lot more people out there were, than her that were out there, you know, pushing for Broadmoor, including yours truly, by the way. Uh, then she tried to justify her political junkets with, with a couple of awards, uh, saying that she also got some funding for the city. Blah, blah, blah. We know exactly what it is. It's political junkets. You're doing it in your second term like you did in your first term, but you're doing it more now because, again, you're taking advantage of the opportunity to get away from the city and not do your job. Then she took time to take the shot at the city council, and really, again, specifically Oliver Thomas, who made the, who made the comment to the media, and she agreed with the governor that the National Guard's not coming to the city. And I'm going to get into that in just a few minutes. Uh, 
She went on to blame Lakeview for the slow process uh, of the use of the city park lagoons as part of the flood mitigation plan uh, for, the, for, that lake, for the Lakeview neighborhood. Okay, remember, city park is pointing fingers at, at the administration. Lakeview is pointing uh, fingers at the administration, but the administration is pointing fingers at, at Lakeview and city park. Who are you buying? Who are you buying? She didn't have an answer for violent crime. <laughs> The only thing she she did in the 35 minutes that, that she spoke was to say that it's not a New Orleans problem, it's a national problem, okay? Um, I mean, she was successful in, 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 in that 35-minute press conference with a bait and switch. Uh, when you talk about uh, a mayor that, again, just talked around the issues and then, and then left the podium. So the moral of the story is, give her a lot of credit here, she took control of the press, presser, like a seasoned politician with rehearsed rhetoric. And I have to say, she's come a long way. Uh, she's got that political two-step down to a science. And, she, and again, uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I listen to the entire press conference, and I'm, I'm like, okay, this is pure politician, pure politics here. She should have read the letter uh, that's on my Facebook page right now by a native uh, that's leaving the city for Dallas. I mean, it's heartbreaking, Okay for her and so many of us who have chosen to leave the city in fear for our lives and our property, right? She, has, she doesn't get it. Neither does the governor. Neither is the governor. Now, the governor said, and let me say this right now, I've been a proponent of the governor. Uh, for those Republicans out there, he's about as close to a Republican that you'll ever get as a Democratic governor. Uh, for myself, like a moderate, again, he's a guy that, that for the most part during his two terms has governed as a moderate, in, this, in, in, in the, but, but more of a conservative moderate, if anything else. But he's dead wrong on this one. And, and not, not, not about the National Guard, but not understanding, again, the issue that is facing New Orleans. And not just New Orleans, the urban cities in the state of Louisiana. The governor said yesterday he has no intention of calling out the National Guard. Okay, which would mean, again, calling for a state of emergency. He said that the mayor nor the city council has requested, again, a state of emergency, which, again, needs to happen first before the National Guard can be called in. What the governor isn't facing, in my opinion, is it's just this is not just a New Orleans problem. You know, the, the, the mayor said it today, but she put it in the context of this is a national problem. And I get it. It is. But, again, politics is local. And people are not worried about what's happening in another city, whether it be a major city or a smaller city across the country or even across the state. If you're living in New Orleans, you're worried about what's happening in New Orleans. If you're living in the metropolitan area, you're worried about what's happening in New Orleans. And if you live in the state of Louisiana, you should be caring about what's happening in New Orleans. If you're not, you're a fool. Because New Orleans is the economic engine for the entire state. Tourism goes away. New Orleans is in trouble. And so is the state. So... What the governor isn't facing is that this is not a New Orleans problem. This is an urban problem, okay, across our state. We've got an uptick in crime, not just in New Orleans, but in Baton Rouge and Shreveport, all having issues. But in New Orleans, it's an emergency situation. Why is it an emergency situation? Well, it's pretty simple. When you have 900 policemen that, again, that are post-certified cops that are wearing an NOPD badge right now, and, and, and you, ha- you subtract those that are on leave, vacation, injury, suspension. You subtract all of those before you even get, get, uh, get out there with three platoons, now two, because they're going to 12-hour shifts, okay, to patrol a city the size of New Orleans and then add in the tourist events that we have in the city 
almost every single weekend? There are just not enough cops, okay? There's not enough cops on the street, period. In 2023, according to the Police Justice Foundation and the Metropolitan Crime Commission, we could have as low as 850 cops, okay, and counting, downward, not upward. I think the last class was like eight or nine re- uh, recruits in the last. You cannot, look, in, in growing up in this town, okay, I never saw classes less than 20 people for the most part. And in some cases when I was growing up, those classes were 30 or more. Now, I know that the consent decree came down and said you have to lower the, the amount, of player, uh, amount of individuals in a class. The consent decree is a big reason why we're in the spiral we're in right now. And I, and I said it when, 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 when the, the feds came in, when Mitch Landry tried to act like, again, he invited the feds in. Uh, I warned everyone about what was coming, and, of course, it has come to fruition. Costing this, costing this town, again, uh, about, what, $7 million a year, over $55 million o- 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 over the life of this consent decree. And what it has done is it has, f- it has pushed veteran policemen out of the city. And it's done it in every single city in which a consent decree has happened. In the beginning when consent decrees came out, it was kind of a godsend because they put money into the police department. They, they modernized the police department. No, now you have to pay for all that. There's no Fed coming in and writing a check and modernizing your police department. You have to pay for all that. And on top of it, you've got to be able to pay, pay for the overseers, those observers, and everything else that's going on here. Again, it, it's been an unmitigated disaster here in New Orleans when you talk about the byproduct of, again, the consent decree and, of course, the loss of veteran officers at the rate we are. That and, of course, the, the politics behind that within the NOPD and, of course, within the last two administrations, which didn't help. But 850 cops in 2023, like I said, that, that's before leave, vacation, injury, or suspension. I do agree that with the governor, the National Guard are not trained to be policemen. We know that. Okay, but there are military policemen that are trained. The state police we know is hurting for members. In the past, we could go in and we could tap into the state police. They could come in and help. They're helping some. But let's face it, they, they don't have the numbers that they need right now. Okay. You know, maybe, again, there's a possibility they could come in and help with the quarter again. Maybe, again, start doing what they do in every other parish in this state where, again, they patrol the interstates. Take some pressure off the NOPD, especially with the, with the interstates being a shooting gallery out in New Orleans East. Maybe, again, that can help that. Look, I've said it before. I do not like the optics of the National Guard in New Orleans. But, ladies and gentlemen, something has to be done to increase the number of post-certified policemen on the streets of the city, okay? Well, the, the federal government has to be brought in, 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 in some capacity, okay? Uh, I know that they're augmenting and helping the NOPD now, but uh, there are, there are, the needs need to be more than just strategic placement of assets. Um, at this point, the, the, there needs to be, again, some show of taking the streets back. See, that's what's necessary now. We are in a position now where we have to take the streets back. And how do you do that? The mayor is ignoring it. Okay, the council can only do so much because of the city charter. This is a manpower issue, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, a manpower issue, and that is long before 
You get to the breakdown within the criminal justice system. The mayor kept talking about it being a criminal justice system day. We all know it's a criminal justice system. We know it's a breakdown with a district attorney that came in that said he would not uh, prosecute juveniles as adults, and juveniles are doing adult crimes. We know that, again, this is a district attorney's office in a lot of cases would rather, again, uh, plead something down to try to get a, a mark of a, of a guilty plea and, and ultimately, again, not taking those individuals off the street. We know we, uh, based on what we've seen out of Susan Hudson, the sheriff, in just a, a month of her time on, on, on the job, that she is not qualified to be the sheriff of the city of Nome. If you do not realize that by law, you have to be able to have, you have to supply the security for the court system, and you pull the security, okay, with, a, with about a 12 hour notice and shut down the court system, you don't know what your job is. And that's a that, that is huge. And look, that's. She has lost control of that jail with 800 prisoners. 800. 800. What happens ultimately if, if we go on a arresting spree? Can she handle it? That's a legitimate question. 800, 800 inmates at the Always Justice Center, and she can't handle that? Come on. Again, it's a manpower issue. Yes. There's a breakdown within the criminal justice system, both juvenile and adult. But we got amateurism at the DA's office. We got amateurism at the sheriff's office. And we got a revolving door because of the judges at Tulane and Broad. So it's a total breakdown. My problem is the governor is not at least offering help to the city and the citizens in the midst of the lawlessness that has taken over the streets. He sees this. He's got to see. He's got to know this. He's got to see what's happening here. Look, it's pretty simple. <laughs> it's like an old Western. We need a posse to ride in and help the NOPD restore order. That is what the governor is ignoring, okay? He's ignoring this. And why? I mean, what is it? Why? How could he ignore this? Is he ignoring it because of political party? He doesn't want to, again, go after a Democratic mayor or, again, a democratically-led city? I mean, is that what it is? Is this about turf? Are you kidding me? Turf? Political turf? He, what he's doing is letting down the citizens, not just of, of Arlene's Parish, but the entire region and the rest of the state. Because I'll say it again. New, what New Orleans means to the, state, uh, uh, the state's economy, okay, cannot be quantified, okay? When you talk about everything that, again, all the taxes that are going in the coffers, of, 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 the, of the state of Louisiana because a byproduct of businesses, tourism, the port, et cetera, coming out of New Orleans, especially tourism. It, to me, it's pretty simple. The governor has a fiduciary duty to protect New Orleans. If the local leaders have either lost interest or lost control, which seems to be the case for Man Cantrell, okay, Cantrell seems, again, either, she's lost control, but she's also lost interest, okay? The governor is the one, in my opinion, that needs to step in. So when it comes to the governor saying, yes, the National Guard is not, is not set up to be coming to New Orleans, I agree with him. But in the next breath, you've got to be able to have, you got to give me something else, okay? You, you're dead wrong on this one. We need a posse. We need manpower, okay, to be able to take the streets back. That's what this is about right now. That's where we are in the city of New Orleans, okay? That's where we are. We don't, we've already gone through, again, a couple of years of the pandemic, and I told you guys this when this went down, and a lot of you didn't believe me. But look at it come full circle now.
I told you that, again, a, a lot of the mandate that, that, that Cantrell put in place, that, again, that curtailed business here in the city of New Orleans, shutting down bars, shutting down restaurants, et cetera, had little to do with, again, COVID-19. It had everything to do with the lack of police on the street. And again, by again shutting things down, she stopped tourists from coming to town. She stopped people from visiting the city of New Orleans. And then at that point, she had police patrolling the city. And again, basically, you know, again, not having to deal with the tourist areas. And even then, the NOPD couldn't stop the crime that was going on in the streets. Part of that, again, was, again, the closing of the court system, which made it a revolving door, which empowered a lot of these individuals that, that, are, that are criminals, or even some that weren't criminals, decided, again, why not be a criminal? I'm not getting jail time. There are no consequences for my actions. Why go work for minimum wage when I can do a carjacking, rob somebody, steal from somebody, etc.? That's been the mindset of some criminals in this town now, or again, would-be criminals that decided to take the next step. So the governor's got it wrong, and the mayor is clueless. This is about manpower. It's about taking the streets back. And unfortunately, the governor's tone deaf on this. All we heard was National Guard. Yeah, okay, National Guard, I get it. Okay, the National Guard is not set up for this. And nor do I want the National Guard driving around in Jeeps around my city. But we need an influx of post-certified police officers to come down to this city and restore order. And that's the bottom line. And I don't care where they come from. They could come from the federal government. They could come from state government. They could come from other uh, surrounding parishes. It makes no difference to me. But again... Less than 900 cops after I've talked about today, when you break it down, now it's two platoons because they're going to 12-hour shifts. But you're still in a situation where there's leave, there's injury, there's vacation, there's suspension. We need more cops on the street to be able to curtail the violence. And then at the end of the day, we need a district attorney that's willing to put them in jail, to prosecute them, and judges that are willing to put them in jail. And oh, by the way, a jailer that's willing to be able, again, keep them incarcerated. It's a breakdown in every level of the criminal justice system. But at the end of the day, we need a posse to ride in here and take over the street, take the streets back. Because, again, all you got to do is, on any given day, go to social media and, again, be embarrassed by what you see. The gunplay that's going on in this town unabated. You know, the, the, the shooting on, on Tulane Avenue the other day was 17 minutes straight of gunfire. I mean, it sounded like Beirut. The video that I posted on my, on, on my Twitter page the other day of Young children running. You could hear them screaming for their lives, running down the street. They were playing in the street, and gunfire erupts just to try to get into their home and to try to dodge the bullets. That's no way to live. This is the United States of America. It's New Orleans, Louisiana. This is not Beirut. But we allow the criminals to take over the street because of lack of leadership. And that leadership has led to, again, the mass exodus of, of, of police officers here in the city of New Orleans that have left this, this city uncovered when it comes to, again, law enforcement. And enough is enough. Can't play these word games anymore, ladies and gentlemen. We know exactly what we need. We need an influx of manpower, of post-certified police officers to take the streets back. And neither the governor, the council, nor, again, the, uh, the mayor have figured that out yet. Clear as day to me, and it should be clear as day to you. We're killing the golden goose, ladies and gentlemen. It's not going to be long that, again, tourism is going to start to be affected. And you think we, we had businesses closing because of the pandemic and, and, and then those ridiculous mandates that the mayor had in place? What happens, again, when there's no tourists coming to town? What happens when, when we're in a situation where, where the big game won't come back because we can't control crime on the streets? Now, this has become a war zone here in this town. 
And it's time to take the city back. Unfortunately, again, the governor doesn't see that. And that's a shame. That's a damn shame. All right. We're going to take a break. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Uh, don't forget about my friends over at uh, Southern Tire Hickory and Airline in Metairie. Look, I don't care where you live. It's pretty easy. You want the best deal on tires. They got that for you. You want the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area. They offer that. Again, you want ASE certified technicians when it comes to someone working and operating on, on your vehicle. Again, we look, the latest equipment, latest diagnostic equipment, Southern Tire has all of that. But you know what else they have? They got the Piazza family that's been around since 1972 in this business. Tony Piazza's seen more in the, in, the, in the automobile business than most people in this city in, the, in his years in the automobile business. His son, Tony Jr., has been at his side, again, almost since birth, right? I mean, little kid running around, running around the, uh, the, the shop and now, again, one of the top guys in that shop. Mechanics that have stayed with them for decades because, again, it is a family-owned and operated business. You want to deal, again, with the New Orleans who's got your back? Wheels and tires up to 30 inches, finance available, the same diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership. Go to Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. Open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. Or you go to southerntire.com and check out all the services they provide their customers, including that diagnostic page, which may help you troubleshoot what's wrong with your engine. You want a company you can trust when it comes to your vehicle? Trust the Piazza family. They've had Southern Tire since 1972, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. We'll be right back with Les East of CrestySports.com. Eric Asher with you till 6. I'm Ken Trahan. And I'm Jude Young. We'll have comprehensive coverage of high school, college, and the pros. Plus, we give you a voice to speak your mind. It's entertainment. It's information. It's all that you could want. And it's right here on 1061 Nash Icon. Monday through Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. Following Inside New Orleans on 1061 Nash Icon. Country for life. This report is sponsored by BioNTech and Pfizer. You've heard the latest news, traffic, and weather. But there's something else you should hear. Consider getting a COVID-19 booster, as recommended by the CDC. Sponsored by BioNTech and Pfizer. The off-ramp remains blocked on 10 eastbound at Downman due to an accident. Your delays are going to be solid 10 eastbound from Elysian Fields to the high-rise. 10 westbound, your delays are steady from North Claiborne to Canal and delays pick back up 10 westbound from Bonneville to the airport. 10 eastbound, delays are steady from Williams to Veterans. Also look out for delays on the 610 on the eastbound side from Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge. If you're traveling along the eastbound side of the Crescent City Connection, delays are solid from before Chapatula's to the Camp Street exit. Also along the Pontchartrain Expressway, your delays are heavy from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. In the meantime, look out for an accident decatur at Bienville. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating. Proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. 
Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice fillets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana as a dentist, I know what my patients are saying. Mm-hmm. She says her gums are irritated. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you can do? You can try New Crest Advanced Gum Restore. It detoxifies below the gum line to restore your gums back to health in just seven days. If you're a contractor, professional, maybe you're a business property owner, uh, if you're looking for general liability, professional liability, builder's risk, workman's comp, commercial property insurance, automobile coverage for commercial or business properties, uh, all you got to do is think about my friends over at Dave Miet Insurance. Dave Miet Insurance is an independent insurance agent that will search over 50 companies for your coverage, get you the best coverage for the best price. You want to save, call Dave, 504-556-0809. Uh, again, been in the, been in the business um, uh, been in the business now since 1958. Uh, offering auto, home, life, health, uh, business, and commercial policies for everyone living in the metropolitan area. That's East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and even the River Parishes. Uh, to find out more, D-A-V-E-M-I-L-L-E-T-I-N-S-Agency.com or give Dave a call right now at 504-556-0809. You want to save when it comes to your insurance? Call Dave. That's Dave Miet Insurance. Also, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Uh, we're in the midst of hurricane season. And uh, if you're looking for that generator, man, you better get on the ball. Uh, remember, I've, I've been telling you now for over a year, generator sales and service are, are, are hot. Uh, if you need generators, again, uh, now's the time to be able to get out there and get them before, again, the hurricane season is in full flux. 
at Burkhart, they offer you financing for generators. You can pay that over time with low monthly note. Also, a new install quality check after one month, something they do for all their customers, everything they install. And then, of course, they'll sit down with you, do a consultation. Usually, it's Jason Burkhart who's in charge of that division to be able to find out what you're looking for a generator in terms of, again, powering up your home and your business when the electricity goes out because there are plenty of choices. And then after you make that decision, single-day install. They'll put you on the calendar for a single-day install. Then when it comes to service, 24-7, 365 emergency service on your generator with a warehouse fully stocked with all the parts you need for your, for your generator. No excuses, just getting you up and running. As soon as it's safe to come out for the guys to be able to get you up and running, they're there getting you up and running. Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating, Generator Sales and Service, their business. That's acpromise.com, acpromise.com. All right. Let's shift gears now from talking a little bit about what's going on with the state and the city. Uh, back to sports. My good friend Les East, award-winning journalist, accomplished author, joins us on the program from CrestedySports.com, Saturday Down South. Les, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for your time today, bud. Good to be with you, Eric. Before we get started, you know I always like to hype the book. Let me let everybody know a little bit about the book, especially, again, with folks going on vacation, getting away, looking for something great to read. Tell them all about your book. Yeah, thanks, Eric. It's called uh, Donkeys, Elephants, and Giraffes. It's a novel about politics and the media. It also uh, delves into uh, sports and uh, a lot of similarities between sports and politics and how the media intersects with both. And uh, it's a... An easy read, I think, and uh, perfect for the beach or anywhere else. Folks can find it online at any of the um, major platforms, uh, barnesandnoble.com, amazon.com. So uh, hopefully they'll uh, check it out. I think it's uh, it was timely when I wrote it uh, yep. almost two years ago, and I think it's still timely. Yeah, I think it is too, especially with everything that's going on right now. I would agree 100%. Les, um, you've been at plenty of training camps in your career. Uh, you've seen pretty. You've seen a, a, a litany of coaches here in New Orleans. Uh, there's been a, there's been a, a changeover from obviously Sean Payton and, and again his big personality to Dennis Allen. Uh, after OTAs and minicamp, the, the small sample size. Give us your thoughts on what you've seen thus far. Well, I think it's uh, been pretty consistent with what it was under Sean Payton. Uh, certainly, Dennis Allen's personality is. Uh, different than Sean's. He's more low-key, uh, but I think uh, one of the smart things he has done, and, and he said this himself, he recognizes that, that there's no uh, there's no point in making change just for change's sake. And so they have a very successful program in place that he inherited from Sean Payton, so he's not looking to make changes unless it's something he feels more comfortable with because of his personality or a way he can, you know, tweak things to maybe make them a little better. And so uh, you don't see a whole lot of differences there. I'm sure he, his way of uh, talking to the team in meetings and such is probably a little different than John's was. But the biggest mistake he could be, he could make would be to not be himself and, and to try and be uh, another version of Sean Payton. So I think he's done a good job of, of identifying areas where he can – uh, be himself and maybe uh, tweak things a little bit and yet uh, don't try and change what's been successful just because uh, he wants to change. So I think that he's done a good job balancing that. Numerous players have said the same thing, including uh, Mark Ingram today was one of them who, who said the same thing. So uh, the players seem very comfortable with the change. 
And, and, and for him, speaking of Dennis Allen, he's failed, okay? So he's failed as a head coach. Uh, he knows the things that he did wrong in a tough situation in Oakland uh, with, with a really bad organization at that time. And, and now, again, coming back to New Orleans, having the opportunity to be a defensive coordinator, being, being under Peyton all these years, you know, and of course, look, we know coaches take things from other coaches that, again, that, that have had them or they had worked with them previously. So, again, it'll be interesting to see, again, what he takes from, from Peyton and utilizes. But at the same time, I like the fact that he struck out and, 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 and now being his own man, being his own coach, but yet trying to keep the continuity and the culture together at the same time. It, it's probably harder than it sounds, uh, but, again, it's, it, it, it seems that this way, at this point, at least early, the, the team is bought in. Yeah, I think they have. And, you know, any of us in life, you just, you know, you learn from failure or, or you continue to fail, one or the other. And then more often than not, I think we all right. lose uh, when we, we learn when we fail because we examine why we failed and, and, and try our best not to repeat it and to grow from it. And he's had uh, about, uh, what, seven or eight years now since he left Oakland, which is a lot of time to reflect on what went wrong there. And I think, uh, I'm sure, during that time, he was thinking that he would get a second chance as a head coach and had some ideas of what he would do differently once that opportunity came. So I think there's been a lot of reflection that will be positive going forward. And, you know, one example today, someone asked um, one of the players, Oh, no, actually asked Dennis Allen about whether he would be as aggressive as Sean Payton when it comes to things like going for fourth down and things like that. And, uh, you know, the easy answer would have been, sure, you know, Sean was aggressive. Everybody, you know, every coach always wants to be aggressive. And he could have easily said, sure, I'm going to be as aggressive as Sean. But he gave a more thoughtful answer and said that, uh, you know, every situation is different. It depends on, you know, what the down and distance is, the team you're playing, the point it is in the game. He says, when the opportunity to be aggressive is the right, is a sensible one, I'm not going to be hesitant to be aggressive. But I'm not going to be aggressive just to say I'm being aggressive because then you become reckless. So I think he's put a lot of thought into this stuff, and it's all going to benefit him as he takes on his second head coaching opportunity. For a veteran like yourself who's been to so many training camps, uh, mini camps, OTAs, etc., it, it's so hard to judge things until the pads come on. It's a contact sport, and that's the only way you're really going to know who's a football player. But, but again, with, with, that, with, with that qualified, uh, who, stuck, who stuck out to you at this point? Maybe some guys that have flashed in front of you that went, oh, wait, you know, that, that guy looks, looks like a pretty good player, or maybe guys that you expected to maybe take the next step that haven't. Yeah, uh, well, you know, one person who stood out, and it, this, it shouldn't be surprising, you'd expect him to stand out, has been Jarvis Landry. He's made a lot of, he's made some one-handed catches. He seems uh, just, a, he's an excellent route runner. He knows how to get open. Jameis Winston was talking about that today. And uh, so you'd expect Jarvis Landry to stand out, and he's done just that. You know, one guy, uh, Allen, was asked about today and, and talked about is Bryce Thompson, the second year defensive back, unsigned, uh, undrafted free agent last year from Tennessee. And they, he has the versatility to play in a lot of different spots in the secondary, and that's something the Saints put a premium on. So he's a guy who's probably going into camp 
as a uh, borderline roster guy. He might be able to make the team again. He might not because they have a lot of depth at, at, in the secondary, but he has shown the versatility that's going to be necessary if he is going to make this team. Uh, you know, I'm I'm reluctant to point out anybody who maybe hadn't lived up to billing yet because mm-hmm. I, I don't think I've really seen that yet, right. and, and it's so early. Uh, especially for these younger guys, that there's so much they're going through mentally that the physical skills aren't always on display completely because they're hesitant or confused. So, well, we'll know a little more when we get into August. Yep. Speed of the practice the same. I mean, Sean was a stickler about again, and again getting getting to where you needed to be quickly. Yeah, that that's something that uh, Sean was big on, and that's something they're they're continuing. Uh, you know, OTAs and, and minicamp are really an opportunity to train the new players in just the tempo they want to practice at yes. and also to remind the veterans. And that's what they're doing right now is they're, they're attacking with that same sort of tempo and the, they have no intention of slowing down at all. I understand Michael Thomas made an appearance on the field today. Yeah, he was on the sideline. He uh, interacted with some fans afterwards. Um, so, he was out there. He wasn't really doing anything uh, on the field. They're still hoping that when training camp starts, he'll be able to participate in the practice itself. But during the OTAs, you know, we were told that he was uh, in the facility rehabbing, but we never actually saw him. And today, to, to see him out there and, and be around his teammates, uh, I think, was a very good sign. Not, not just from health-wise, but just because yes. you know there have been questions about his commitment, and I think that was a good sign today that he wanted to be seen with his teammates. Davenport and Turner still rehabbing injuries right now. Yeah, um, you know Davenport was something uh, new. Apparently, you know he had an, an ankle situation last year, and uh, Dennis Allen was asked about that, and he said actually it's a shoulder and a finger that has him. Uh, off the field right now. He said they're hopeful that he'll be, or the, the goal is what he said. The goal is to have him ready for training camp, but he didn't sound uh, 100% convinced that that was a goal that was going to be met. But nonetheless, I don't think it's either injury is the type of thing that's going to be an issue in training camp, even if he's perhaps limited at the very beginning. So he's sidelined. Peyton Turner's still rehabbing. He was uh, around during OTAs. And, you know, everyone, Alan said, you know, he, he doesn't have a, a date to pinpoint on any of the guys who are hurt. Sure. But the expectation is that early in training camp, virtually everybody will be available uh, to do what they need them to do in training camp to get ready. So there are no long-term concerns on anyone at this point. I want to shift gears to the Pelicans for just the last few minutes that we have. Zion was at a community event at the Drives Riots YMCA this weekend. He made it clear once again he wants to be in New Orleans, says he wants to be a pillar of the community. Uh, what, a, what a change that we've seen just within the last few months as this team became a contender uh, from the, uh, the Williamson camp. They seem to be all in. Uh, even even David Griffin, who again thought it was going to be a tough contract negotiation, uh, well, was on a, a a podcast last week and you know pretty much talked about uh, the fact that again they're working on the, on this extension. That again that uh, that Zion is an is a a max player. Admitted that. I mean that's that's saying something when you're the guys negotiating the deal. Uh, so again, I'm guessing that. 
uh, you know, these parameters they're going to put in, these safeguards they're going to put in this contract may not be an issue uh, for, for, the, for the Williamson camp but when it's all said and done. But it seems to be a complete 180 when it comes to Zion Williamson and, and, and the situation here in New Orleans. Yeah, it has been pretty dramatic. Now, we have to remember that, you know, Zion talked at media day back in September, and that's when the confusion right. started about his injury. Mm-hmm. I don't think he spoke again until the day after the regular season. So that's the entire season, everything that was written or said about his discontent uh, was coming from reports. It, uh, Zion never said anything publicly that would lead you to believe that. So I don't know if things were ever as bad as they may have been reported to have been. But even if that were true, I, I think there are two potential factors in the 180 uh, turnaround. One is that he saw, especially after he came back from Portland, he saw what Willie Green has put together, how good this team is, how good this program is, what he can accomplish here in New Orleans. And so I think that could have easily made him much more optimistic about his future in New Orleans. And then the other thing may just purely be PR. You know, his camp and the Pelicans may be doing a better job of getting him to say exactly what he should be saying for his own good and for the organization's good. And I think probably what's happened is both of those things. He's feeling better about it, and he's also been well coached to say exactly what he should say. You know, what's interesting is Fletcher had a, a monologue last night on his news, on his sportscast, where he thought that, again, that maybe Zion has been coddled too much and that he needs to be treated as a man and not as, again, maybe, and I, I don't want to use the, the, the word boy, but in, in, in quotations, let's say young man. Yeah, I think that that's probably been true. You got to remember, I, you know, his, his birthday's coming up in a few weeks. I think he's going to be what twenty-two uh, in July, and uh, you know, so he came in very young, and he was uh, coddled. I, I think it's fair to say by the organization, uh, partly because that they're thinking long term. They're thinking this guy uh, can be their fifth, uh, you know, be a star for fifteen years or whatever, and so. Physically, they coddled him because they wanted to think long-term, and he's had some injuries along the way. But I think on top of that, he's been coddled a little bit uh, mentally and emotionally, and he's been shielded a lot, and he's had to go through some adversity, which I'm sure has been challenging for him. And I I think maybe there's been a, a, a conscious decision like, hey, it's time to go to the next level and and say that those first few years are behind us now and it's time physically and Mm -hmm. mentally and emotionally uh, for him to be treated like and to act like a veteran. And uh, I think training camp this year is going to be really interesting to see uh, what we see from Zion uh, emotionally. And and of course, we want to see what he's going to be like on the court. Yep, couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Les, always appreciate the time, my friend, uh, whether it's TV, radio. Always appreciate the, appreciate the fact you join us. Uh, let the folks know once again how they can follow you on social media. What you got coming up for us at CrestleySports.com and Saturday Down South. Yeah, thanks, Eric. I, I posted something a little while ago from the first day of minicamp. I'll have uh, stories the next two days uh, as minicamp wraps up, and then I'll have a series uh, position by position. Uh, each week leading up to the start of training camp. It's uh, NBA draft, I believe, is next week. So I'll have some Pelican stuff coming up, and then we're going to start kicking in a lot of LSU stuff 
on Saturday down south uh, pretty soon here as well. So folks can look out for that as well. And At less underscore media, east on Twitter. Exactly. Thank you for throwing that in. There you go, bud. Thanks for the time here. Anytime. There you go. There's my good friend, uh, Les East. Does a great job. Award-winning journalist with CrestedSports.com and also Saturday Down South. Hey, don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Talking about award-winning. When it comes to your air conditioning system, your heating system, that standby generator, that tankless water heater, uh, that uh, Amco home air treatment system, they got you covered with all of it. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call. Nate Certified Technician, the family-owned and operated business that has your interest at heart. Again, Want to make sure they do the job right the first time, only doing the work that's necessary. Truly a company can trust. It's Burkhart, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Ashwood, celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Oppenheim. Sportspeed is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportspeed is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportspeed Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie at the TikTok Cafe. What you say to Eric? Hey, did I ever tell you have like the perfect face for radio? No, Mike. Did I ever tell you that you have the perfect 24-hour diner? Hey, bud. No, as a matter of fact, you haven't. That's because you don't. Come on, man. You know that ain't nice. And uh, neither is your help. Oh, man. Then why do you eat here so often? Well, my wife says that I'm a glutton for punishment. The TikTok Cafe, where the video poker is always hot, 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 Causeway and I-10, better known as the intersection of E. coli and salmonella. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhardt to be there quick, get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhardt to treat you with respect, to help you save with a fair price, do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhardt always says, trust is the foundation of our business. Just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Everyone loves shopping online. Well, I'm going to tell you what I tell my golf buddies when they buy clubs. Stop searching for coupon codes. Download Capital One Shopping to your computer. Capital One Shopping instantly searches for available coupon codes and automatically applies them at checkout. Plus, it's free, and you don't even need a Capital One card to use it. That's like hitting a hole in one without even trying. Capital One Shopping. It's kind of genius. What's in your wallet? Savings and available coupons vary. 
final wing is ahead of schedule. Slater's construction company has built a solid reputation. Yeah, foundation looks great. Let's get a team in place for analysis. Now they need structural engineers to support their business expansion. We should have engineers in-house. That would put us ahead of the competition. Indeed can help them hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Earn up to $500 in sponsored job credits by conducting interviews on Indeed. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Terms and conditions apply. Folks, that's it for me. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to thank John Hendricks, Les East, for joining us on the program today. Rudy back at studio for producing. All of our great sponsors sponsor our program. Go to ericasher.com for a slideshow to sponsor our program. Click on their icon. It takes you right to those sponsors. Thank you for supporting those sponsors. Thanks for those sponsors supporting our program. Uh, coming up next, it's going to be All Access with uh, Jude Young. So keep it right here on 106.1 FM. Tomorrow, again, is uh, Katie's Day. So that means Sean Mazan and celebrity chef Scott Craig join us on the program. I'm Eric Asher. Have a wonderful evening. See you tomorrow straight up 4 o'clock. From the dog catch to the governor. That includes the man. They all got to go. Better know that right.